was doing Rockstar with uh, Jen Aniston and Mark Wahlberg, and um, I did the LA Marathon, and I was t my legs were obviously um, shattered, and then I jumped off this plinth as the rock, you know, because I was playing this Rockstar, yeah. and I jumped jumped off this plinth and snapped my cruise ship ligament. Oh. Um, uh, managed to finish filming and then you think oh well that is a setback because now you can't work for seven months welcome to living in entertainment a podcast where I chat with talented professionals from different sectors of the entertainment industry. This week, I speak to veteran actor Jason Fleming about the reasoning behind the roles he chooses, his advice for actors, and his inside knowledge of the industry. How did you become an actor? Uh, so to start when I was a kid, I was at um, I was at primary school, and I quite I was probably about ten or eleven. I quite fa fancied Alice Ouvry, and she auditioned to be Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz. And I thought, oh, I could, if I auditioned for the Scarecrow, then I'll probably get to kiss her. So <laughs> I did, and then she sort of fell in love with the Tin Man, and that was the end of it. But that's what started me. That's what started me. So, and continued to be my main impetus for acting, which was to meet girls. Fair enough. <laughs> so, obviously now you're, you're quite big, you've done lots of things. Um, you do like some, some more action-focused roles, like in Primeval, where you're doing a lot of running, uh, and also like more drama, dialogue-based. Do you have a preference on which you prefer? I mean... I think growing up, I always wanted to do action films. You know, that was always always my passion was to try and become, you know, a virgin of uh, Indiana Jones. But um, mm. really, I've been a working actor all my life, so I've got a sort of rule that obviously, if I have the choice, if I've got two jobs and I have a choice, then I'll make a choice. But my dad taught me that if you go to your back pocket and the back pocket's empty, then you say, I'll take the job. That's the that's, this is a fascinating script. It doesn't matter whether it's Seed of Chucky or if you go through my CV, you can see the times when I was skinned because it's Seed of Chucky, Spice Girl to the movie. You know, there are there are very clear signs that Jason needed to go to work. Um, right. And then there's other times when it's a lot classier, like, you know, um, Benjamin Button and um, earlier on things like um, Alive and Kicking, films that were done, you know, for the love and because the projects were such high quality but it fluctuates depending on finance yeah um that kind of that's kind of related to the next question uh are there any roles you've maybe turned down or uh you've auditioned for uh, and not got the part i was a million auditioned for and not got the part right um, there's a million of those but um turned down yeah i mean i'm turning down a lot more now i've had i've got twin boys who were 10 years old yeah. And I used to, like, for instance, I prefer to do a bad film in India than a good film anywhere else because I love to go to India. And I used my acting to travel the whole of India, so I'd take terrible gigs in India just because I love being there. But <laughs> since the twins, anything that, you know, for instance, like 
you know, Lord of the Rings or anything like that, or, you know, those projects that, that are done over in Australia or New Zealand that would take you away for six to eight months, stuff I've turned down, stuff in South Africa, stuff because of COVID, because what I've basically done since the kids were born is if I work, so when I did uh, Jamestown, which was in uh, Budapest, <clears throat> I'd fly home every Friday evening, so on Friday I'd get out work at 5.30, zoom to the airport, jump on a plane and come home for the kids for the weekend. But since COVID's happened, if you are working abroad, you can't do that. You can't fly in and out because of, the, because of the COVID bubbles. So I haven't worked away from home really since for the last two years because of that. Mm. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, is there anything you look for in a script um, that will make you decide whether or not to do it or audition for um, it? Kind of basically, um, I mean, you can see from, I mean, I've been very lucky because I think if you're really good looking or in fashion, if you're in fashion, you can go out of fashion. Or if you're really good looking like Jude Law, it's hard to break out of that. Now, my sympathies are massive for them because they spend the rest of their life being really good looking. <laughs> but I do see there is a frustration to that. Whereas if you sort of, if you're sort of mediocre looking and you've never really been very trendy, it means that your the work is there's a plethora of work there for you and it's very very varied. So, but I suppose the only real rule I have, the only rule I really try to adhere to, is not to repeat what I've just done. You know what I mean? So, yeah. The last thing I did properly, I've done a couple. Of, actually, I've done about four movies this year, but the last proper big long job was Penny was um was Jamestown and then Pennyworth, and both of them were sort of aristocratic baddies so mm. then i try and keep away from that for a bit not because i feel i'm going to get typecast but just because it's less interesting yeah so you want to keep like a bit of variety in your work i guess yeah and if there's not and listen if you look at my career you can say lots of things that are bad about it but you can't say it's not completely varied you know which has been great oh yeah um well speaking on varied so obviously you did primeval um yeah what was that like uh, when you were like pretending to be like scared or running away from cgi equipment well i've done a lot of cgi you know all the way back to um deep rising and trash the titans and even um even benjamin Button, there was a lot of cgi a lot of green screen mm. um and it's you know it's kind of silly but i mean you know you're pretending to fight pterodactyls and you're really fighting a bamboo stick with a tennis ball on it but, um but that weirdly that job was a, an attempt at getting into television because I wanted to stay at home more. Movies generally, for me, have always been five months, four months, five months, and they've always been away. So we were trying to have, get pregnant with the kids. We were trying to have kids. So I took a TV job thinking that would uh, change my career and that I'd be able to get into doing TV. Um, it didn't quite pan out as I'd hoped. Um, so I only stayed for the two seasons and then I jumped ship. But... Um, yeah, green screen's okay. With its posh, it's amazing because, you know, obviously I watch what I film and it's really exciting to see yourself, you know, you know, battling dragons or, you know, fighting pterodactyls. Um, you know, it's it's fun to see and it's, you know, now I've got the twins, it's nice to have things like that so they can watch their dad, you know, battling a, t um, a Tyrannosaurus Rex in a helicopter. Mm. Well, like you said, you, you joined Primeval like a bit uh, later on. I'm sure you've done yeah. a lot of other that. Um, what What's it like starting a new role with a new cast and uh, maybe a, a director you've not worked with? Um, 
it's the same. I mean, I'm used, so used to doing that, you know what I mean? And it's all about confidence. I'm confident now, so I walk on set and I feel more at home there than I do anywhere. So, and because it's relatively a small community, I've probably known most of the crew. So I feel quite safe and comfortable doing that. You know, it's not like, um, it's not like the first day at school for me. You know, it's, it's always, it's always a good experience. It's always, I've always, I always know loads of people. And, and you know, the last five or six years, I've been offered stuff and I've turned up and it will be through a mate or someone I know. And, you know, so you're, you're already in the in crowd, if you know what I mean. So it's been okay. Yeah. What, what setbacks have you faced in your career? And if you have faced any, how do you overcome them? I mean, you know what? You're constantly not getting something, you know what I mean? You're constantly up for some some role and not getting it. But it's relative to you. I mean, for me, you know, I've, I've done 150 films and countless TV shows. and So I've had a quite a good sort of success rate, you know, like maybe one in four or one in five I get, you know, um, a couple I might be up for and not know about. But um, that's a pretty good success rate. So I've never had to deal with the with the self doubt and the depression and the sort of restlessness of not working until COVID, really. And yeah. most of that because of COVID, it, it's been different because everyone's in that position. I mean, of course, there are films being made and the TV shows being made, but they're like a tenth of what they used to be. So it's been my quietest two years of my career. Um, but having said that, even within that, I've managed to make four films, you know, so I'm very lucky. I'm very, very lucky and always have been. Mm. So there's so there's not been like any, like other than COVID, like you mentioned, there's not been any like huge things? No, that, no, no. no I, I mean, I snapped my knee on that. For instance, I mean, this is typical my luck. So <laughs> I was doing I was doing Rockstar with uh, Jen Aniston and Mark Wahlberg. And um, I did the LA Marathon and I was t- my legs were obviously... Um, shattered and then I jumped off this plinth as the rock you know because I was playing this rock star yeah and I jumped jumped off this plinth and snapped my cruise ship ligament um uh managed to finish filming and then you think oh well that is a setback because now you can't work for seven months but the next job I got was um was uh from hell where I was a carriage driver and spent the whole film driving a carriage sitting down and that's just totally my luck you know because if there's a if a bad thing happens, a solution comes along, or or an alternative comes along that's better than the original. So I've always been super lucky, and I put it down to uh, good karma, which is why, you know, I when I where I give when I if I give time like this interview to you, you know, if I give my time away, it looks like a selfless act, but it's not really because I really believe that if I do lots of good things and nice things, then comes yeah. back to me and, it, and it's always been that way and I've never I've never questioned it or or risked not continuing to be kind to people and to support to support people like yourself who are coming up in the business because it's always it's always done me good yeah that's fair enough that makes sense um so kind of on the subject of setbacks uh how do you deal with negativity towards your performances ignore it um because if someone takes your confidence away, you're done. You won't be able to get through and you won't be able to do anything. So if I feel that someone's 
chipping at me in any way at all. I don't make a big deal out of it. I smile, shake their hand, say thanks very much, and walk away. And I'd say that to any artist of any description, just keep away from people that you think are trying to knock you because you can't do it without confidence. Yeah. Well, uh, see, so kind of already touched on it, but what what other advice other than you know, like you said, just kind of ignore that negativity. Yeah. Uh, Keep away away from negativity and practice what, you know, practice your um, chosen, your chosen art form. I always feel a bit embarrassed calling it an art form, but if you want to, you know, if you want to be good at the violin, you've got to get up in the morning and play the violin. And for us lot who are, you know, strapped a little bit by COVID and also opportunities don't come up very often for actors, you just got to, You've got to make your own luck. You've got to, you know, get an iPhone, write a script and get on with it. And with you, you know, if you can't interview celebrities or can't interview actors or artists, go and interview, go and interview a nurse on the COVID ward, go and, go and interview a taxi driver, you know, go and, go and interview anyone that has a history because their stories are as fascinating as anyone. Yeah. So just, uh, another bit of advice is probably like practice makes perfect, I guess. Practice makes perfect. Well, yeah. Practice makes adequate. What performance of yours are you most proud of? Well, it's interesting. It's always interesting, that question, because the performance that I'm most proud of is probably Benjamin Button because it was nominated for 13 Oscars and everyone in it was so amazing and I was so proud to be part of that. So mm. that makes me proud to have done that. And it was filmed in Los Angeles by, an, by one of the greatest directors in the world. So that's everything an actor wants. But actually, um, if I'm really honest, the performance I'm most proud of is in a film which is mediocre at best. But it's um, in Great Expectations. I, lo- I love what I did, and I, I'm really proud of that performance because it's very unlike me, and I've worked really hard at it, and I'm proud of it. So that will probably be my most. It's because it depends what because like obviously Lockstock made me and and everyone knows me from that so I'm proud of that too because it was such a huge success but um, yeah I think probably quietly Great Expectations is my best performance I think Thanks for listening next week's episode is with voice actress singer and dancer Dua Ayu Larisanti. Stay tuned. For more updates, follow the show on Instagram at Living in Entertainment Podcast. See you next time.